0: फेडरल इलेक्शंस के लिए उल्टी गिनती शुरू हो गई है और जाहिर है सभी दल के प्रत्याशी चुनावी मैदान में दमखम के साथ जोर लगा रहे हैं। हाल ही में मेलबर्न की डैंडिनोंग मार्केट में SBS रेडियो द्वारा आयोजित एक इलेक्शन एक्सचेंज इवेंट के दौरान इमिग्रेशन पॉलिसीज कॉस्ट ऑफ लिविंग हाउसिंग अफोर्डेबिलिटी हेल्थ केयर और एजुकेशन जैसे मुद्दों पर ध्यान केंद्रित किया गया हमारी टीम ने स्थानीय समुदाय के सदस्यों नेताओं और प्रमुख राजनीतिक दलों के कई उम्मीदवारों के साथ बातचीत अध्यक्ष भी हैं आइए सुनते हैं डेंडनोंग के चहल-पहल भरे बाजार के बीच में लिया गया यह इंटरव्यू Good morning, Julian. Good to have you here. It's an extreme pleasure to invite you to SBS Hindi and Punjabi and all other languages.
1: Thank you. And it's terrific to have you here in central on the most multicultural part of Australia at the market.
0: Absolutely. And we will get to the ABS census results in a minute. OK. <laughs> but before that, your third term, 2016, 2019. And now what is different this year?
1: Uh, Well, in a practical sense, the boundaries of my electorate have changed. I've suffered uh, or benefited, I don't know, uh, from more change than any electorate in Victoria. So about 80% of my electorate wasn't there in 2016. So I've got a whole new bunch of people to introduce myself to and to represent. Um, But certainly this election, what I'm hearing really strongly is community concern right across the community about the rising cost of living and about wages not keeping up. Um, so, Labor has a clear plans for a better future to reduce the cost of childcare for working families, to cut the cost of power bills right across the community, and to create more good, secure jobs. Casualisation in this country has gone too far, and so many people cannot get enough work or get secure work. And of course you can't get a home loan if you're just stuck on a casual contract. Um, So we've got very clear plans, but that's the big concern we're hearing is the cost of living, Uh, and then of course concerns about liberal attacks on Medicare, cuts to the health system, uh, and the crisis of neglect in aged care. Um, We're really proud of our policies uh, uh, around aged care. Um, putting the care and dignity back into aged care, but also more culturally appropriate care. Religious and cultural sensibilities taken care of and food, because of course as many people age, and I hear this from the Indian community very strongly, uh, they may lose their English language skills or pr- revert to their first language, and they want culturally appropriate food that tastes like home. So we've got great clear policy uh, working with Maggie Beer to provide more nutritious food and culturally appropriate
0: food. And Labor government has announced $481.7 million to deliver up to 20,000 extra university places over 2023. Uh, where does international students, where, where do they mm. fall under this category?
1: There's a lot in that question. Um, So when I door knock in my community um, and I say to people, what's most important to you? The most common answer I get is education. The people of any age, and it makes sense, whether it's grandparents worried about their grandkids' future, young people worried about their future parents, because so many people overwhelmingly come to this country wanting to build a life and seek a better life for their children through education. They've got that laser-like focus on getting an education for their kids. Um, So Labor's got a real, you know, I'm proud of our record on education. It's one of the things that got me into the Labor Party. My mum was from a poor family that couldn't afford the uniforms to finish year 12 and go to university and achieve her dream. Um, So we believe every child should achieve their potential. So whether it's early childhood education, Um, 465,000 fee-free TAFE places for skills shortage areas or those 20,000 new university places to give people that opportunity to fulfil their potential in life. Um, Now, international education is dear to my heart. Before I was in Parliament, I actually ran international education in Victoria as a public servant. Uh, I travelled to India, I had staff in India, uh, looking at that student recruitment, but also the two-way mobility and working with big Indian companies around meeting their training needs, exporting our skills to the world. So, I founded the Parliamentary Friends of International Education. It was Victoria's biggest single export sector, bigger than any other export sector, was welcoming people to our country, uh, to our state, and our city. And uh, it'll be an important focus of economic recovery. The Liberals neglected international ed and were actively hostile. The Prime Minister told students, famously, to go home, and indeed, many students were left here destitute, starving. If it wasn't for the generosity of the Gurdwaras and the community organisations, uh, I don't know how they would have survived. Mm-hmm. So
0: international uh, students is a big part of your next generation.
1: Indeed. Yeah, I've, I've spoken up for international students and will continue to do so. They Not everyone can stay or wants to stay, but they make such a wonderful contribution over the last few decades to our country. Fantastic migrants, and we must continue to welcome them.
0: Julian, let us discuss Labour Party's priorities in relation to constitutional changes.
1: Yeah, so our priorities on constitutional change are firstly recognition of the Indigenous peoples in this country and the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. As we talk about multicultural Australia, we've got to remember that we're home to the world's oldest continuous civilization, 60,000 years, and that has to be our priority as a country to recognize. Our second priority is to ditch the ties with the British um, colonial system and the British monarchy and have an Australian as head of state. You know, India got there many long time before us. We can take a lead in that respect. Um, So personally I'm not opposed to that idea, but I think you do need to be realistic about what are the priorities. Um, We have not had a successful referendum to change our constitution in this country for decades now. And so we need to focus on what's most important to put forward uh, and work our way through that. So I think, I would hope, that we can start to recreate some energy around constitutional change and positive reform from getting those two referendums up and then we could move on and look at things like dual citizenship and other things.
0: The ABS results clearly indicate that the Indian community is the second largest migrant community in Australia. So how important is the Indian vote to the Labor Party?
1: We've got members and active supporters right across the age spectrum, right across the country from all different parts and cultural backgrounds in India. India, of course, is a fabulously multicultural country. I've been to India a couple of times on personal trips and work trips um, and... I uh, have some some understanding of the cultural diversity. There's too much focus at times on what I call the three C's. You know, um, Commonwealth curry and cricket. And we have a lot more to add, particularly the cultural aspect, but also increasingly economic and strategic ties. And so the Indian, fast-growing Indian diaspora is important to our national future. They're wonderful migrants. But frankly, I don't think our country, particularly under the Liberals, has treated people well with regard to visa processing. The biggest single issue I hear in my community, including from the Indian community, locally through my office are concerns about the visa processing system and the broken department of home affairs. But 80% of the complaints that I get are actually about home affairs, not centering, not disability, the other things. So that's an area that Labor's well aware of and will have more to say.
0: As you know, Australia and India have just stuck an in interim trade deal recently and are on their way to ink a full trade agreement soon. What is your take on that? And if Labor is elected, how will it pursue this agreement with India?
1: Well, the, Australia's trade relationship with India, frankly, over the last decade, has been um, suboptimal, to be polite about it. And indeed, in some areas, it's actually gone backwards. And this is one of our problems with the Liberals. It's one of the Australians' concerns with Scott Morrison. They're very good at making announcements, but when you look at the facts, they actually haven't delivered. So the trade agreement is welcome. It's a bipartisan support for it. I mean, indeed, these things are negotiated. Between our diplomats. Um, so, in that sense, it's welcome, but we need to make sure that it's consolidated. And the big issue I hear from exporters and businesses, as I said, I used to run trade missions in India, I've you know, engaged with business um, in many parts of the country. The big issue I hear is not always about the formal rules. You look at Indonesia or parts of Southeast Asia, the rules are fine. But it's the the behind-the-border agreements about measurements and customs and standards. So we need a much greater focus on those practical difficulties for exporters if we're going to see our trade relationship improve. But I do stress, the government talks a big game, but our trade relationship in many areas has actually shrunk under the Liberals.
0: My last question today is related to cost of living and housing affordability. Can you please share your party's top concrete plans for making housing affordable for everyone?
1: Yes, yeah, so we've already announced uh, some, some policies in, uh, to increase the supply of affordable and social housing. That's really important, to take the pressure off um, the private market and moderate price growth and provide 30,000 new dwellings, affordable dwellings over the next five years. creates jobs, but it also leaves a legacy. The Liberals have run up nearly a trillion dollars of debt with nothing much to show for it uh, and no legacy of social housing. They've pushed billions into private enrichment schemes, really, that have served to push up the cost of housing further. So that's one thing we'll be careful of, is not just pushing up the cost of housing further. We've got a regional housing affordability scheme which is out there. and We'll have more to say because it is indeed a big community concern. But the final thing I'll just say, um, and I, I come back to this... The, the broken promise of Scott Morrison with respect to uh, the parent visas, went to two elections promising the world and broke his promise and didn't deliver, uh, and the shameful discrimination that we see in the partner visa processing are things that Labor is aware of uh, and we need to address. Um, it's, you know If you're from the United States or Germany, Western Europe, it takes about five to seven months to get a partner visa for your wife or husband. Uh, If you're from somewhere like India, um, it's a lot longer than that. And indeed, if you're from parts of the Middle East, it takes four years on average. That's discrimination. Labor abolished the white Australia policy in the 1970s, laying the foundations for multicultural Australia we see today. Uh, And we're committed to a fairer visa processing system.
0: Thank you, Julian, for your time. I wish you all
1: the best for your campaign. Thanks so much.